Hey, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Hope you had a lovely one. You're probably sitting at home now with uh, with belt undone, stretch pants on, uh, probably watching something, planes, trains, and automobiles and shit like that. Trying to calm down after a fight with your family. Or possibly uh, you had to have your Thanksgiving on your own because you're... Uh, Vaccine-sensitive folks at home didn't want you coming over. Just like Nancy Pelosi told you to do. Yeah, it's a fucking... uh, It's a weird Thanksgiving and a a second one under the yoke of COVID. But here's a little treat for you. This one was a swap cast with Midnight Mike over at the OBDM, our Big Dumb Mouth podcast. I had the bants talking with him about aliens and... UFOs, and he has one of the finest soundboards that podcast money can buy. Uh, this one was good crack. I got to let loose, as I do on these swapcasts, and I really love them, because you can talk about, you know, current-ish type events. Uh, this one was recorded at the end of August, and uh, I'm getting around to putting them all out now. New episodes incoming. New one about Mark Kilroy. Poor, poor Mark Kilroy. <laughs> who was uh, taken prisoner by the cartel in Mexico on a holiday in southern Texas, possibly in northern Mexico, as you're going back and over. And uh, an awful murder. And you're going to love hearing about it with the wonderful Stephen Bradley. That's the next episode coming up. uh, First thing next week. So this little swapcast, just to tide you over, great crack with Midnight Mike. You can check out OBDM in the link in the description. Uh, And again... Hope, uh, hope you had a lovely Thanksgiving. And more importantly, I hope that you had things to give thanks for. I know I do. So enjoy this show, and thank you very much for listening to those conspiracy guys. I, I appreciate every pair of ears and every mind that tunes into this show. Okay, enjoy. Love you guys. another fun-filled podcast adventure my name is midnight mike and uh, the rascal's not here but gordo of those conspiracy guys he is over there how's it going everybody we are coming to you live in the afternoon on east coast time and 7 p.m irish time correct irish time uh, irish time and english time uh, as as opposed to your uh, dm which is you guys over there in the UK, uh, there'll be lads in balaclavas that blow up your car for saying such a thing. Aye. Aye. My bad. Oink. Yeah, no, it's cool. Irish time. Uh, apparently, Ireland is about 15 to 20 minutes ahead of England, and they couldn't stand it, so they took us over for 800 years uh, just so that we'd fix the clocks. Those bastards. I know. So when petty. are they going to leave you alone? So petty. Oh, boy. You uh, you have been doing the uh, Those Conspiracy Guys podcast for quite a while, and you're going on tour soon. Yeah, man. Fingers crossed now. I mean, hopefully we won't have to um, get the uh, mandatory uh, installation uh, upgrade uh, to be able to travel. Hopefully, the most I'll have to do is get one of those long-ass uh, swabs up my bum to see if I have the... the 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 Rona and be allowed onto the plane to travel, 
We're doing dates. I say we, I mean me, but the Royal We in October 2021. So London on the 17th. And then we go to Manchester and then to Glasgow. So all the major cities uh, and any other city then obviously was deemed not as important or less important. Uh, I didn't book the dates. There wasn't yeah, given to me. Yeah. <laughs> you know they, can, I mean? they can drive. Yeah, sorry Leeds or sorry yeah. Cornwall. Uh, <laughs> Plymouth can fuck off. No, uh, hopefully I'll be able to get there at some point in the future. Uh, and people in Scotland and Wales were, were asking as well. Like, shit, man, I'd love to go all over the place and, and you know, be like a weird fat traveling priest of conspiracy theories and just be talking away. Um, but w- when I do live shows, they end up not being as PowerPointy as David Icke's ones where it's like, and then this, and then this, and it's identical and it's rote and it's, you know, it's not like a comedian set. It's a bit loosey goosey and I'm dealing with the audience that are there at the time. And uh, I hope to be able to have uh, different topics for each show, which is a tall order, but it's, um you know, it's only 19 Well, minutes. if you're doing crowd work, you know, yeah, I mean, it's kind of like crowd participation at that point. I don't know if I would want to go see David Icke live. Yeah. You know, it, it seems like if it is like a PowerPoint presentation where he's just throwing information at you for three hours, it might be a little too much. Uh, three hours. Try nine hours. He, he came. Cold. To, yeah, he came to Ireland and he did a... And at least eight, anyway. But uh, just walking up and down, and his PowerPoint uh, clicker was melting in his hand. Uh, he's done long ass shows, man, and I don't know if I could take it either. Um, you know, back in the day when I was powered by uh, marijuana, Buckfast, and toasted cheese sandwiches, you might be able to do eight hours in front of YouTube watching these, um, you know, robot voiced conspiracy theory videos. But uh, I'm a bit more discerning nowadays. I tend to get stuff from books and from reading because it's at my pace. I don't have to wait for the guy to say the stuff, you know. Um, but I find it be- hard to believe. Like he he goes for nine hours. Does he not take a piss break? I don't know. Yes. I don't know. Maybe he has a maybe he has one of those uh, astronaut bags. Uh, one of those uh, uh, what are they called? Like Cat- a diaper, like a catheter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> hooked up like a piss pipe. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? <laughs> but um, yeah, so like, uh, I'm not really looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to most of all getting out of the place and walking around, stretching the legs, and meeting people and talking about some shit apart from like you know the same things you talk about online, getting dragged into these you know coronavirus. Like how are you getting? How are you getting on with the vibe? You know, yep. So you're at home the whole. You put yeah, yeah. You're bored. You're at home. How's the podcast going? It's very um, like I I I've come to a point now where friends and family who I dearly love are asking about like how I heard on the news that this, and I start to reply by going, "Are you only asking, or do you actually want to know? Like, is that just a question, or are we getting into a conversation? Like how?" It's not like, how are you in Ireland? Uh, you know, how are you? Grant, how are you? Grant, that's enough. But in other countries, the culture is like, how are you? They're like, well, actually, uh, my brother got diagnosed. And it was just, you know, y- you don't ask unless you're willing to s- sit and listen to the answer. <laughs> but in Ireland, it's very much like, how are you keeping? Fine. How are you? Grand. The real answer is like, I'm horrifically depressed and borderline alcoholic. You same? Oh, All right. Yes. Good luck. Do you know? So, I mean, you can't get really too deep into stuff. And people ask about some shit and then you're like... I can't really talk about it because I want to stay friends with you. So let's just, you know, move on. Um, I, I'm in the same position. I don't talk like yeah. I don't think any of my friends will ask me what I think is going on or they won't really ask me about the conspiracies too much because uh, they kind of know where my my mind goes with that. And I'm not going to convince them uh, either way. And at this point, I'm viewing COVID much like the weather. It is, you know, you have some COVID rolling in from the south. There's higher than level 
COVID levels in, you know, Cleveland today. So what are you going to do? And I mean, that's what it's turned into. It's a daily fact of life. There's important information, but personally to talk about it, every podcast, I cannot do it. I get burned out on it and I don't want to talk about every podcast. And look at with conspiracy theories, the way the nature of the beast is that everything is connected to everything else. And I mean, we'll be talking later on maybe about some aliens. Ooh, spoiler alert. But um, oh. it, it, I mean, it's changed the landscape of, of, of thought. It's changed the landscape of, of suspicion and, uh, you know, questioning your reality and all the shit that we were all doing five years ago when the world was normal. Um, now all of that stuff seems like, oh, you guys were way ahead of the curve. And you're like, yeah, we tried to tell you. Do you know what I mean? We tried. Um, it's a bit weird uh, to be talking about conspiracy theories in the time when uh, being a conspiracy theorist means in the mainstream that you're right wing and that you're, you know, all these connotations around the term. Uh, I mean, similar to how it started out with like people denying the JFK narrative being called conspiracy theorists and it was a, a vilification and then became like a cool thing, a Fox Mulder-y kind of a thing. Uh, and then in 9-11, then again, you were vilified again. And then sure, look at the, the crash happened in 2008 and everyone was like, I told you those billionaires were evil. And uh, people started believing it again. So it's just the the the, the ebb and flow of um, people who were going to go against the, the mainstream narrative being accepted or not accepted. We're just in non-acceptance phase at the moment. I think it's more important than ever to talk about UFOs and aliens because that is a topic that could get people that are not really into conspiracies or don't want to look at COVID in a, at, a, in a, at a certain angle to at least get them to accept that it is, it is possible that there are bureaucracies that do not have their best interest in mind and can lie straight to your face decades after decades after decades and just not have data available to scientists. Um, it is a great topic to get people uh, at least in the mind frame of accepting that, hey, there are some uh, dark forces behind the scene trying to control what you think about this reality. The, the they. Uh, we, we, I'm always talking about the they. And, and sometimes I have guests on the show, you know, a lot of times it's friends of mine, comedians, uh, performers, actors, people in the industry and stuff. And, and they're good crack to have on. Not a lot of believers, but, but people who can read and who can comprehend thoughts and uh, concepts and come on and have interesting chats, you know. But sometimes I've been asked, like, <laughs> out of frustration, Gordo, Gordo, you keep on saying they, like, they did this and they did that. Who the fuck is the they? And I, I often go, I, I really don't know and I'd love to know. And I've been searching my whole life to find out they, people are like, the Jews. Like, it's like, what? What did you say? Uh, people are like, the Illuminati or, you know, the, the, the lizard men or whatever. Uh <sighs> having a real life alien species as our secret underground overlords or underlords as the case may be uh, that would fucking really handily explain a lot of things like a lot of stuff but again it's the biggest leap of faith without proof uh, that one can have which delegitimizes the very real um, the very real aspects of, of top level government corruption you can't say like oh yeah it's just a load of lads just a lot of white men 
who just want power. It's like, yeah, but also, are they like eating babies? Are they actually lizards? Maybe. You know, like th- that next step is very difficult. That's to, a tough leap. <laughs> to get across, you know, like Indiana Jones throwing out the stones so that he doesn't fall down the ravine and he's like, the bridge is invisible. Like, <laughs> this is the thing. Like, the bridge is there. You just got to, you know, you got to take that leap and go, okay, look, at if they are doing that, it answers an awful lot of stuff. <laughs> like filling a crossword with random letters. You got to get one or two right now and again, you know? A lot of people ask for uh, a day, like a, a definition. I point them to a book called Super Class, and it came out uh, a couple years ago. Uh, it's up on, I have it up on screen now for people watching on Twitch, but it is, uh, it's called Super Class, the global power elite and the world they are making. And essentially it is, a bunch of billionaires, about 6,000 billionaires or ultra millionaires that like to get together, maintain power and wealth. And they get together and have these groups. So, they, I mean, I think there's a, a lot of different individual days, different groups. Yeah. They have different policies and agendas that they'd like to see in motion. And the uh, the people that were in power 20 years ago, like the Dick Cheney's and, the, and those neocons, that's kind of like legacy American uh, foreign policy expansion. I think it's kind of changed. There's some things that are uh, tried and true, but uh, the power structure changes and the agenda changes. So the they changes, but I think the first criteria is that you got to have a billion dollars. <laughs> and you gotta, yeah, yeah. That's the first thing. As soon as you get up to that level, the, you, get a, you get a call and it's like, so we want to meet you in the woods. Uh, don't jerk off about three days before you come, okay? All right. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. I, 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 mean, I often wonder, you know, the way, like, you, you see, I, I see these TikToks, you know, trying to explain how much a billion is. Like, when you get a billion dollars, that's a fucking shitload of money. Like, I see them visually represented on these TikTok videos by pieces of rice. And, like, I don't know if you've ever visually seen it represented, man, but, like... <laughs> Like a thousand dollars, and then a hundred thousand, and then a million, and then a billion. It's like a, th- a, a, a million is like a Tonka truck, and then a billion is like an actual like JCB truck. Like that's how big the difference is. And you think it's just three little more zeros, but it's like a million millions, uh, a thousand millions. Like it's a lot. Do you know? Um, when you have that kind of money, no one's asking questions. Like. I'll need several TikToks to explain it to me uh, <laughs> concisely. I can't wrap my head around it. That's yeah, a lot. It is a lot. Uh, and when you even think like, it, like Jeff Bezos made like night when everyone else was like on furlough and locked up in the house, Jeff Bezos like doubled his money. Like he made ninety million dollars, like or ninety billion dollars. <laughs> just while he was sitting at home, he, he wasn't really doing anything at that point. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's hard to wrap your your mind around, and it's money that will never be in your in your grasps. And uh, Jeff Bezos won't even be able to spend it all. I think he lost like his wife during the during the divorce got about thirty billion dollars in yeah. the divorce settlement. I mean, that's a ridiculous amount of money right there in, in a divorce settlement. I she think, needs it to maintain her lifestyle, I guess. I, I, did that, I did that. I think I did the maths on that one. Uh, that uh, if she was, if they were together for as long as they were together and they had sex on average, maybe three times a week, uh, mm-hmm. every time she had sex with him for the amount of weeks that she was together, it was $30 million per time. Whoa. <laughs> so, so. Something ridiculous. I would do like it that. for that. Yeah, do the maths on that one. That's uh I'll fuck Jeff Bezos for that. Of course. That's you good just money. do it once, just for thirty million, just like 
totally fine. Like just a quick pound, Jeff. Come here, buddy. <laughs> I'll have you done right quick. Nom, nom, nom. You've been uh, we've been trading back and forth. You've been digging around in uh, Project Project Blue Beam kind of stuff and yeah, alien hoaxes and uh, UFOs. I I always look at UFO news and I I, I sent you some articles that yeah. uh, I've been looking into. Have you uh, watched any of the new uh, UFO series like on Netflix or the newest Showtime stuff? Do you have any opinion about this newest wave of UFO media? Well, it's coming thick and fast. And I think that the the March revelations have kind of reignited something in some people. And it's also, I think, a shit test to see how freaked out would people like the 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 Orson Welles effect uh how freaked out would people be when they find out that UFOs are actually real turns out not a lot at all not a lot at all uh we've all been conditioned with um UFO and and alien lore even back from like you know uh um ET was like the the PG version of it into um uh what is it uh, um the third kind what's that fucking close encounters close, 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 close yeah, encounters third yeah third kind and 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 it kind of captured my imagination during during the nineties with the X Files, and it was always like watching um, TV shows like uh, Alien Nation, where it's like we integrate with them and they you know they they live among us or or V stuff like that that I've rewatched recently, and it's like oh oh there's a predictive that's lizard scenario. I mean that's that's a great lizard person yeah, scenario man. right there, and, and it slipped under the radar because it wasn't on Irish TV or English TV. I had to go download it and stuff like that. So we've always kind of been if you're talking about like. I don't know, predictive programming through um, through multimedia. Now is the time when we're, we're in the golden age of television where we're pumping out so much stuff. It's all available on all these different platforms and the HBOs and the Netflix and the Amazons and the Disneys and stuff. Like, Star Wars is not really... Um, it's about aliens in outer space, but it's not in a galaxy far, far away a long, long time ago. It's not really, you know, this is happening right now. But you look at stuff like uh, Pro- um, uh, Project Blue Book. Do you know that one starring Aidan Gillen? Where it's mm. basically about the the nineteen forties and fifties um, real life like G men who went out to investigate uh, reports of crashed alien spaceships and they found aliens and how they covered it up and it's all very you know long coats with trilby hats and shit like that. Um, that seems very real, and then when you put it in a dramatization, it seems again like you know po- like post real like too, it's too real to be true or something like that you know. Um, there's a lot of new Stephen Greer stuff. I don't know how that motherfucker keeps on coming up with new shit. And then the, the shit that he comes out with ends up being like kind of poo-pooed. And then he's like, oh, forget about that thing. What about this thing? And he comes up with some new shit. And you're like, um, I don't think we're finished talking about the first thing. What about that little weird alien candle dildo thing that you found that you said was real and was tested and it's totally not real. And then you just went, yeah, fuck that. Here's the next thing. And then you have to pay two and a half grand to go and fucking do CBT with him in the middle of the desert while you arm lights into the sky. Uh, like, I'd love to talk to him. I'm, I'm, I was believing in his shit for, for 20 years until I got a, a bit more of him. And then went, oh, yeah, no, I totally, uh, I totally overinflated your areas of expertise. I mean, he could have been, he could have been um, compromised in the middle of the main time between 2001 and the New York Press Club all the way up to today. But, like, he came out with some shit there recently that was, like, they're going to... All the stuff I've been saying all along, they're going to... The aliens are going to come. They're going to fucking, you know, uh, uh, the, the, the government or the media or whoever's in charge on Earth is going to pretend these aliens are going to get you. They're going to get you. 
and uh, they're not. The aliens aren't even those aliens. They're like fellas dressed up as, you know, extraterrestrials probing people's buttholes and pretending that they're from outer space. It's humans doing all this stuff in order to frighten you. So I think like the new media stuff, like you sent me that J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams uh, Showtime d- documentary, like if there was anybody that was going to be a modern day Kubrick, he was handed the keys of the stars, both Wars and Trek. He was given the legacy of of uh, all of our uh, outer space lore, the stuff that's close to people's hearts, and he, and he ran away with some of it, and some of it got a bit weird, and uh, some of it got a bit shit, and it was, you know... But, like, J.J. Abrams, if there's anyone close to Kubrick that would do, like, a, a, a modern-day fake moon landing kind of movie, it'd be him. You know, he seems very compromised, is what I'm trying to say. So whatever he's putting out, I don't know, would you take it with a pinch of salt? There's a lot of people now that can be paid and they can disappear. And 20 years ago, when uh, the Disclosure Project was happening, when those people stood up and said, I'm such and such and I'm from the Navy and this is my credentials, you kind of go like, fuck, I, I have to believe them. Now you can go and find somebody losing Google Images, reverse image search, and search for somebody's face and find out their page on the Screen Actors Guild website and go, you're a motherfucking liar. Um, I don't know, man. There's a lot of stuff coming out. There's too much stuff almost. And predictive programming and uh, the naysaying. I'm just convoluted. Propaganda. Like, this is like, very it's much very, so. It's very convoluted. Uh, when it comes to, uh, real, real quick, uh, you mentioned V, and this is my favorite line from the V miniseries. It's fantastic. Well, we better blow whatever's down there before it blows us. It's a fantastic line. <laughs> I don't know what it means, but it's we got to like, blow whatever's down there before it blows us. It's so, like in the okay. demolition manner. Is going, <laughs> it's like blow us up. <laughs> up. Lenina uh, Huxley. <laughs> Yeah. Greer is an interesting guy. Very. I I like listening to him. He, he he puts together good movies, and that whole yes. little alien DNA thing in a desert, a big messed up. He should have just came out and said, "I really fucked up there, and uh, that really kind of uh, damaged me and my credibility." Hopefully, I can get it back. And now he's doing the whole CT five or yeah. the the close encounters of the fifth kind principles, which essentially is you go out to the desert. You do a group meditation, uh-huh. and you use your positive thoughts to bring in the what he calls extraterrestrials or interdimensional aliens into your area. That's what he says. It sounds like channeling or seance. I believe in the, the power of the mind. I don't know if what most people consider to be aliens is what he is contacting. He might be contacting something completely different, and he's just calling it that. Uh, he's an interesting guy. He's obviously smart. I don't know what his ultimate agenda is, but he has switched. And the most recent movie that he did, he has put out called Cosmic Hoax. Yes. It is more of a blue beam scenario. Yeah, warning. It, a warning. And I, I think, in my opinion, that uh, some of the stuff that we see is obviously human-made when it comes to UFOs. Some of the abduction scenarios that are that people have witnessed and been a part of, those are human scenarios. I do think there are legitimate UFOs and extraterrestrials, and I also think that there are legitimate uh, extraterrestrial abductions. How do you distinguish between the two? I don't know. It's very hard to figure that out because all the memories are kind of hazy. You can't, mm. there's details that lack here and there. And I, I have an example of an abduction scenario that 
was painted in a positive light, but it turned out to be completely different. Um, I, I got some audio. You want me to play some audio on this on this guy? Yeah, do it, man. So this is from the um, from Mississippi. I'll, I'll play this. So this is uh, this clip, this initial clip. It's a, it's a little longer, but is from the newest Netflix on the UFO series called UFO Top Secret Projects. This is like episode six. And it sets up this uh, scenario where two guys, a 19-year-old and a 40-year-old guy, they, they are on break from uh, work, and they're going out fishing. And next thing you know, they're in this incredible scenario. Here we go. October 11th, 1973, Oscagula, Mississippi, USA. 19-year-old Calvin Parker and 40-year-old Charles Hickson shared a passion for fishing. And on that fateful October day, they were fishing from the pier of an old abandoned shipyard. After a while, they were disturbed by bluish flashes of light coming from behind them, which Calvin took to be a police car. But soon, they found out that it was something else. As they looked up, frozen in surprise, hovering above them was an elliptical vessel the size of a football stadium. The men were transfixed with fear as three well-bodied creatures descended silently to them and abducted them, taking them back to their vessel where they were examined. Well, I was just amazed about um, <laughs> hey yeah they, they they're they're from they're from mississippi okay I, yeah, I didn't this, expect that but then it was so right. perfect <laughs> but uh this is uh this is what it's like here in a in a, in, a, in america all right you get some of these people and uh, this is his experience I'm sorry okay I'm sorry. okay gordo this okay. is his experience okay. all right okay. <laughs> that light was coming from well i was scared too before we got there but you know i couldn't move for some reason and found out later on that he had injected us with some kind of a, a shot or a drug or something they found us out at the hospital they laid me on a table examination table at about a 16 to a 45 degree angle and i was looking straight up at the ceiling the creatures who transported them to the ship seemed artificial. Their somewhat jerky movements are more indicative of artificial intelligence. But then another member of the crew appears on the scene. A being who moves differently and looks different approaches Calvin Parker. To this day, Parker is convinced that this was the female of the species. <laughs> she had normal looking hands and her two middle fingers was the only thing off. They was a little bit longer than the rest of her hand. She had a normal looking face, eyes, nose, ears. She come up and she grabbed me by the cheek and kind of pinched my cheek like somebody's grandmother would rub their cheek. And it didn't have no feelings in her fingers, no warmth or nothing. I couldn't feel anything. Then she took her left hand and she took me by the jaw and pushed my jaw down and took him other two fingers and run down my throat and tried to come up behind that little thing that hangs down in back of your throat. <laughs> the one that Nicki Minaj sings about. My nose started bleeding. I was choking. I couldn't breathe. And, it, you know, it was getting scary by then because it was being inducted, what it was. 
she pulled it out <laughs> mentally. <laughs> she told me, she said, uh, we don't mean you no harm. Just like she was sitting there talking, except it was in a female's voice and it was in English. She backed up and then she made a little mumbling noise and she summons this big, ugly creature that brought me in there. And he come by and he grabbed me by the arm and that's when I felt another injection going into my arm and I felt you know pretty well at ease then so he took me back out to the riverbank Parker's account confirmed by the testimony of Charles Hickson suggests that in the vast majority of alien abductions it is a matter of scientific interest rather than an intention to harm the abductees so that was uh, confirmed by, there's another person there that experienced the same thing, and an, an older gentleman. There was a car with two people present there in that car there making out two, uh, two people, like on Megal Ridge. So uh, there was enough evidence there. It's like something happened. There were lights in the sky. Something happened there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the accent doesn't help. The accent is so good. She grabbed me by the jaw, and she with her ladylike hand, and then opened my mouth, and put her two fingers in and what I realized she was doing was force feeding me a hard candy. <laughs> so fucking, it what the it fuck? doesn't help. Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't help. She was now, speaking at, to me telepathically and, uh, telepathically. And, and it was in a, a Mississippi accent funny. Death. <laughs> what happened to my fish? She took my fish and she didn't, <laughs> I was fishing, and that, that was my lunch. <laughs> I, uh, had, I had a really good spinner that she took. I never got that spinner back. My <laughs> Where's my bait? My my tackle box was missing. <laughs> uh, it doesn't help the legitimacy of the claims, but... Um, it does not. I mean, like, that sounds like it could have been done by, you know, government people pretending to be... Uh, UFOs to do to to or to pretend to be extraterrestrials and UFOs that they made themselves to continue on uh, possibly illegal human experiments. Now we're talking about like you get into the Mufalcon business and you start looking at how many people are abducted and how many people have uh, abduction tales and stories and stories of um, medical experiments being being done on them against their will and shit like that. And it's into the thousands per year. So I mean, if it, what look okay way out. Like way out in the left field there. Maybe think about this. Maybe the American government wanted to get into space aliens kind of stuff, but also they had, as we know, co-opted a bunch of Nazis after World War Two into the American system through Operation Paperclip, and those motherfuckers needed to be like, well, we need to keep doing these very important medical uh, examinations, but uh, because of your a Geneva Convention, uh, we can't uh, continue to do this on t- the humans because, you know, uh, they they uh, <laughs> they don't like it some way. Um, so how can we keep doing this? And then they're already deeply into NASA, so they're like, okay, well, let's make the spaceships and then fly the spaceships and pretend to be the aliens and do the experiments on the humans, but make them think it's aliens, and then when they tell people, no one will believe them, and we get our results. We also make propaganda of the fear. We get to test out the vehicles that we are making and how the cloaking technology since uh, the anti-gravity and such. I mean, it's a win-win-win for, for everybody. Do you know, I, that's a totally plausible explanation for that to me. It's just, uh, it's on the same level as aliens. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it's as we, we, we do know that the, the Nazis were experimenting with some pretty radical technology at the time. Yeah. And through Operation Paperclip, we took a lot of that technology, a lot of the scientists over and uh, they helped run, you know, our CIA or our intelligence agencies, NASA over here. You know, they did the same thing over in Russia. Also, I think that there probably were alien abductions and that the it could very well if happen. we did if we did have that technology. They probably said to themselves, look, the aliens are abducting our own populations for some reason. We should probably do the same thing just to see if we can glean any sort of information from this operation. We don't know what we're doing. We're going to do it, and maybe we'll get some information. Um, so they'll, they'll, they are acting like the aliens in an effort to learn more about them. Would, That's would, a possibility. Would the statistics stand up to that scrutiny? Like, I mean, uh, wouldn't it be if it was if it was just a random sampling? If the aliens were trying to get a random sampling of human tissue and DNA and genetic code, wouldn't there be as many reports of abductions and experiments done in, say, very high density population areas like in India and China, for example? Like, how many reports? Uh, of of alien abductions with such detail and veracity come from like Russia or from the continent of Africa. Like how many, how many people in the Congo or in in Botswana or Sierra Leone have been abducted and come back and go like, tell the whole story, and it was like little grey lads who were like poking around. It seems a lot of them come from America because they're parroting media that they've consumed and in whatever. I guess like uh, I'm not like poo pooing anyone's abduction experience, but I'm saying like you're kind of telling be... the same story. It's the same as a thread that goes through, and it seems to be stuff that's come from uh, mainstream entertainment media, or indeed like true. Listen to other people tell their stories and go, "Oh, I'd like a bit of that kind of attention." It happened to me as well. You know, it. it, it why does America have the most amount of abductions? <laughs> It's possible, and I, I think that so abductions uh, have been happening throughout uh, recorded human history in yeah. some magical or mystical thing, whether it's fairies, elves, dwarves taking you to this underground mystical uh, cavern. There's, there seems to be some sort of paranormal interaction between us humans and some other force out there. Yeah, It does appear, if it's a genuine abduction, it, it appears to use our consciousness and experience to build the scenario in which you remember that abduction. Uh, I think that's a possibility. But with this guy's abduction, the, the Pascagoula, Mississippi encounter, they leave it on, oh, you know what? People who are abducted and continue to be abducted, they have a positive experience. They left out, there's more of this guy where it got bad. And this guy went into, he got abducted again like a couple more times. He went into hypnosis, under hypnosis, to try to uh, get some more information. Butt stuff? And, Did he do butt stuff? Uh they got into a fight. Uh, this guy started actually fighting back against these aliens and grabbed the... Uh, the <laughs> I had me a couple of cans of PBR and I was just... I, you're not you ain't sticking your fingers down my throat tonight, baby. I'll, here, here's a little bit of it. Here's a little bit of his, his uh, encounter and fight. But these things had came back. And when I went on board the ship, I said, oh... I know this bitch. I know her. She's here to kill me this time. And I was saying that on the tape. And I was telling that to Bud Hopkins while I was under hypnosis on the 
but we actually got the physical competition. She did the same thing, and I think they had installed a tracker in my nose, and she was going to pull it out. And I finally just got tired of it. You know, you eventually get bullied around enough, you're going to get tired of it, and you're going to fight back. So uh, while this was going on, and she had this, her fingers down my throat choking me again and me bleeding, I yanked her hand out, and I grabbed her by the head, and I started beating it against the wall. She actually started bleeding out her ears and all. She got blood all over my shirt. Me and her was both bloody because she called her big, ugly friend back, a big robotic-looking creature. They test the blood on the shirt. he can handle me. But my intentions was to... That's what I was like. If they're bloody, there should be some evidence left over yeah. on him, yeah. right? We're, we're, yeah, test not mine's shirt. Yeah. Her around the neck, and I was gonna jump out of that craft or where I was if I could find a door. And I was taking her with me, I didn't care how high off the ground I was, where I was, they hit in the water, I didn't care if it killed me. I was ready to die to uh, prove a point, I guess. And I was tired of being bullied, so I went through all this and I described what happened, and I described in great detail. Even detail that's hard for me to remember right now. And so he does go back into. Uh, I, I have some audio of him. They didn't play that in a net, net, the Netflix series. I had to dig and find that in yeah. a, a different movie. Uh, and he does it go under hypnosis. And through hypnosis, he is communicating with this alien woman. And they. They say to him, they say to Bud, the guy, the human, they say, hey, you're not going to be a threat to us anymore. They injected him with some sort of drug that paralyzed him. She was communicating with this guy telepathically. He said, you're not going to be a threat to us anymore. And then they started trading thoughts back and forth. And he started getting all these uh, uh, thoughts and and feelings and images of events to come and the, the future and the past. And he got this sense of evil. But... I, I'll I'm gonna play like a little bit of this hypnosis thing because he goes into like an alien he he's getting a sense of an alien takeover of our bodies. Yeah, and that's so some, that's something like that's something like Xenu and the and the uh, the spirits from the volcano are taking us over the Thetans. Yeah, over. But like, is it not before you play it? Is it not like kind of okay, bud? On your first time, it's weird. Second time, not great. Third time, you know what's happening. Fourth time. I'd be saving that shirt. The DNA will last for a while to get it tested. I'd also be going and straight away getting a toxicology report to find out what I was injected with. And if you find out that the blood is human and the, the, the drug is like fentanyl or something like that, then, you know, you have a you have a human abduction, you know, purporting themselves to be aliens on your hands. Like that's the... A GHB. I mean, that's... The, GHB in, or whatever, in, a ketamine or whatever you got going on. I'd be straight away in after that going like, okay, give me an alien rape kit and test whatever shit is on me. I uh, I would tend to agree, like, you have to preserve all evidence. Yeah. And it's just, it, 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 it's it's frustrating that uh, it, it doesn't exist. Or if it does, it's not being reported on, or I didn't see it mentioned in any of the documentaries I watched or read, read about in any of the articles. So uh, here's just a little bit of his, of his hypnosis. It's not the best quality, but mm. you could hear him uh, talk about uh, his experience in the, the the very last part of his interaction with these aliens. She's pulling thoughts out of my head, everything that I know. 
and she's crawling and she tells me she tells me she says you're not going to be any danger to us why are never sending this signal back I said to us who is us she said you will no longer be a threat and I didn't know I was a threat to start with but you can bet I will be a threat from that on she's evil she's really evil I can see destruction. I'm able to see things that I've never seen before. What are you seeing? Another life changing. Most like it's only now. And she's afraid of this life. She's really afraid of this life. She's turning her head down. She's she's getting back into a corner and trying to get out the door while this light's shining on me. And through this light, I can see things. I know things that I never knew. It's not right to hate someone, but I hate what's going on. It's like shadows on me that she's afraid of, and I see the destruction. I see the world being changed for what it's not. I see the possessing bodies taking over, and yet I have a power about it. I have a power to end this. I can see through her now. I'm a total peace witness. She's evil. She's really evil. He goes, yeah, he says, I see them possessing bodies and taking over. I, I, mean, I mean, is this a fellow that grew up on movies like Invasion of the Body Snatchers in the late 70s? No, of course. I mean, that's like, that's his age. No, yeah, the 1950s sci-fi, early 60s sci-fi. In the, in the, um, in, in his, in his uh, extraterrestrial zeitgeist, they're coming down, they're taking over bodies. Do you know? I'd love to know the imagery uh, more in depth from from movies of that time, alien movies of that time, like the robots and A Day the Earth Stood Still, maybe something like that. Um, well, I, w- I will say, so the, the robots that took this guy, he describes them as like seven to eight feet tall. They basically were gray and w- with like a lot of like ridges around them, like they're just kind of like, Danger Ray Robinson. Kind of like that, but then they had like uh, almost what you look like carrots coming out of their ears and a carrot for a nose, like that object, but gray. And it just like the, a, a, like the, the a ridiculous looking from alien. Doctor Who or some shit like. Yeah, just a ridiculous looking yeah. alien. Why do, why do aliens it, need uh, ears and a nose and a robot to, to humanize them so we can look at them in the face? Like they don't need that shit. It's bullshit. It's bullshit. <laughs> I don't know, Bud could have something there, but probably it's, like, not a thing, if I'm, to be honest. Like, my gut feeling is, like, he could be one of these guys, like, do you ever listen to uh, S-Town? You know that that podcast? No. S-Town from uh, from the people that brought you uh, Serial. And it's uh, one of these lads that came down from New York, and he went down to, I don't know, Alabama or somewhere like that, and he ended up meeting this guy who was, like, super smart and he was a, a closeted homosexual and he was getting tattoos from this other lad and he buried a load of gold and all this kind of some fucking crazy story great series you know really really well made uh, um, journalistic podcast or whatever but this guy like was playing country dumb but he was a fucking super smart dude partaking in the uh, I guess the trappings of his lo- locality it, it was like very rural very backwards do you know, um, 
and he was super intelligent and he was manipulating people. He wrote this letter to this fucking office in New York and was like, come down and make a podcast about me. And it ended up being one of the most successful podcast series ever made. Uh, S-Town, you check it out. Like, And uh, he knew what he was doing. He was telling a story. He wanted to get, he was fucking depressed and he was a bit, you know, uh, uh, mentally unstable and he wanted to get a bit of attention. So he just fucking fabricated this story about this person trying to kill him. And it's like a true crime thing because he knew true crime podcasts were getting big. And this whole big, you know, bullshit story to get a bunch of attention to get the cameras to come down every year, get people to come down year on year to to investigate and keep him company and keep him busy. And like maybe Bud is like a secret super smart guy who's like, I'm going to... You know, I'm a great story writer, but I ain't got a typewriter or a word processor. So I'm going to just tell the story and I hope that some people are going to come down with their recorders and video cameras and I can talk to them. Like maybe he's just looking for a bit of notice and he's super smart and he doesn't get to exercise it. Like very possible. It's possible. Uh, in that case, then you have people like Travis Walton, Fire in the Sky, yeah. where there is uh, multiple people involved with that story. Then you have uh, Betty and Barney Hill, yes, which was a mixed race couple that probably didn't want any unwanted attention, especially around this subject. Mm-hmm. So if it is a government operation and these are like this is this is government military abductions my labs to what end what is the purpose beyond scaring the hell out of the population and creating this narrative of alien alien abductions that they could then use later to usher in unlimited control and space taxes for everyone well, like i said maybe they are putting some microchips into the people and finding them again because of the tracking devices that uh uh, you know, indiscernible from uh, metal detectors and from MRI machines and x-rays and such. Maybe they're putting shit into people, testing out stuff, testing out like uh, DNA, you know. Uh, a lot of the a lot of the females that are uh, abducted often tell stories of being impregnated and they have like yeah. super, super fast um, uh, incubation periods and they're like, and they, and they took the baby out and it was all done with lasers and and then when they go in to actually have a baby to do an OBGYN exam and the doctor's like, Jesus, your fucking boxes and bits here. What the fuck is going on inside? You load of scar tissue and you loads of mad stuff. Uh, did you have a baby already? And they're like, no. And it's like, well, it looks like you've had a few. And they're like, I've never had a baby. What the fuck? But I have been abducted by aliens a bunch of times. Like, that's totally feasible. Um, the Dana Scully story, you know, are people coming along going, they have their little file, little plastic file and they have like, microchips inside and it's like that was found inside of me uh and i had it in me for years and they kept on finding me and kept on finding me and when i got it surgically removed uh i haven't been abducted since like that's totally feasible if it was a fucking government um experiment that they put the microchip in that person and were able to find them uh maybe able to broadcast in some kind of uh uh frequency to make uh, electromagnetic frequency to make hallucinations auditory and visual hallucinations to be able to make the nervous system go limp do you know the way when you're falling asleep like there's a little chemical that secretes at the at the top of your spine at the base of your skull that basically shuts off all the muscles so that when you're in your sleep and you're walking around that your legs aren't like kicking the covers off yourself uh maybe they're able to artificially put that thing in so when the people say like i woke up in some kind of uh night terror uh, and there was like dark figures, shadow people standing at the end of my bed, that that's not something that they're broadcasting in. Maybe they're doing microwaves from outside. And like all of this stuff all sounds like if it was extraterrestrial, wouldn't they have something a little bit more advanced than 
mid to late seventies uh, technology, and then when they re-upped it, it was all nineties like microwave and computer technology. Wouldn't it be something that nobody has ever heard about ever? It wouldn't even be nearly human adjacent. It'd be something that would be out of the realms of human. Ima- Why would aliens abduct humans with technology that humans almost have a grasp of themselves? Like it doesn't. It. it uh, I don't know. Maybe I'm a bit cynical towards it because, like, I haven't been abducted and I'm jealous. But it just well, doesn't. Uh, it doesn't gel with me. Like. It, I mean, at least when it comes to media perception and what is reported, there was a changeover. Like in the 50s and early 60s, it was mostly, uh, when it comes to like UFO interactions, it was mostly like, uh, I'm a human, oh, and, and I'm interacting with another human who's in a saucer. They look exactly like us. They yeah. say they're from Venus, you know? And then that kind of changed. It it got more malicious in the late seventies, like early eighties. Valiant Thor and those kind of yeah. things. Yeah, Valiant Thor, the, the the stranger at the Pentagon, and then it was all happy. It was ha- happy UFO and alien stuff with close encounters of the third kind. You had ET, and then you had the changeover in the eighties, early nineties, with like Independence Day. Like aliens are no longer our friends, and they're now viewed as something. Uh, much more uh, evil and sinister, and yeah. we don't understand. Yeah. Hello, boys. I'm back. That's Bud, like coming, <laughs> flying into, yeah. the, into the into the arsehole of the spaceship to blow them all up. Tell them all about it, those conspiracy guys. This episode is brought to you by our fantastic sponsor, Factor. Factor is a delicious, easy to prepare, ready to eat meal service, and takes all the messing out of making nutritious and tasty meals at home. Forget about the shopping for those hard-to-find ingredients and weirdly specific vegetables. I'm looking at you, Wombok, some weird Chinese cabbage. And instead, get these chef-crafted, great-tasting meals delivered right to your door with over 35 meals a week to choose from. Thanks to Factor for supporting the show. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. Head to factormeals.com slash TCG50 and use the code TCG50 to get 50% off. I already have all my meals picked out for for what Factor is available outside the US, like the Gorgonzola Butter Filet Mignon with a brown butter Yukon mash and broccolini and mushrooms. Excuse me, I just had to wipe myself. But for you lucky Americans, you can get them now. These meals are ready to eat in just two minutes and are dietitian approved, so you can be sure you're getting quality and flavour, as well as your choice of more than 35 recipes. With no prep, no mess, and a flexible ordering plan, Factor is the perfect solution for sustaining yourself, because as well as full meals, there are snacks, breakfast foods, smoothies, and more for a full fridge of fancy Factor fare. So head to factormeals.com TCG50 and use code TCG50 to get 50% off. There was a, a change. I think it's definitely part of a propaganda. I think that Serge Mann asked while, uh, uh, who was the the, the, the the propagator of the Project Bluebeam conspiracy, while, I mean, depending on how you view his work, totally unbelievable if, if, if you don't want to believe. Um, but the stuff that he's been saying and the stuff that people have come up with after Serge Manast uh, a document that the, the, the things that we know about like um, Area 51 was like oh yeah they're keeping the aliens there and blah 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 and Groom Lake and blah 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 and we know like that because of stuff like the SR-51 or SR-71 Blackbird and all that stuff like that was spaceship technology until it was real 
and and uh, all along the way, like they've had all of these technologies. Like it's it's when you look at it through the lens of history, in nineteen seventy, the SR seventy one Blackbird, nineteen seventy one, I think w- was starting to be um, developed, and then it was like nineteen eighty nine before the first prototypes were being flown. So if you saw that in 1989, you'd be like, that's a motherfucking spaceship. And then two years later, it's real. And then two years after that, it's in the X-Men cartoon as the the X-Men's fucking spaceship. So everyone knows what it looks like. Even kids know what it looks like. So, like, what's to say that they're not flying that shit now that Surge came out and he said, look it, this stuff is happening. This is the way it's going to go. They're using human technology. They're going to try to unify the world under a one-world government by scaring the bejesus out of everybody, by telling you that there's an alien invasion, it's going to destroy world religion, it's going to make everybody vulnerable, susceptible to control, worried, scared, willing to give up their security, or willing to give up their freedom for security, and it's going to be like, right, well, there's an enemy here, you have to get behind mama's apron and I'll, and I'll protect you from it but it's a, a like a hegelian dialectic of we created the monster get behind me i'll protect you from the monster that i created like it's totally uh two years ago if you had to said that it's like yeah all right whatever man you know it was a total fabrication it was fucking science fiction at its best after the last 18 months that we've had and i don't want to get into talking about corona but after the last 18 months and looking at everything that's happening, looking at what's happening in Australia, like in the last two days, we have helicopters flying over with speakers going, get inside your house. We're, we're, we're going to send the the, uh, the army with guns out if you don't get in your fucking house now. Like from fucking like Black Hawk helicopters flying around the people around the beach. It's like, put the barbecue away. And you're like, looking up. That's actually happening now, like. Uh, Australia's in full lockdown because of not like nine deaths of, of COVID or whatever. And uh, if you said that the fucking aliens were going to appear in the sky and say, we are here to help you and to for- forgive all your sins and cure you of this disease. All you have to do is swear allegiance to us. And, and the, the theme song from V starts to play. Now you could believe it. Two years ago, total science fiction. Now, possibly, possibly people would give up their freedom. Uh, to 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 be safe, do you know they're already doing it? I mean, yeah. I mean, at this point, people are are, are ready for for about anything. Yeah. Uh, whether whether what is being displayed in the Navy videos is alien or human technology, the most important thing is that it is using if it is real, yeah. what a physical object as reported by the Navy pilots. Uh, it is using propulsion that is not familiar to 99.9% of all scientists, and the energy system is unknown. So it is some world-changing technology that could get us to a Star Trek future that I, I want to see happen. And so it is a sort of disclosure, whether the aliens are real or not. And I think people like uh, Richard Doland, um, whether this whole rollout is manipulated or not, He's like, well, it's a form of disclosure. Yeah. And it is making people at least open to the idea that we don't have to drive around in cars that are fueled by tiny explosions and fire. <laughs> we, we can get off firepower and yeah. we can start using maybe technology, get to a point where we can get to the stars together and, and do something positive like Star Trek. That's what I want. Hard to do. Uh, but are we responsible enough 
equipped to be given that type of power as a species yet? I don't think so. Probably not. So. You will be obsolete in the new order. <laughs> we would be obsolete in the new order. So what yes. I would what I would posit uh, on that argument is that the dang the 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 potential of that gift from the beyond the stars for our race our species would be dangled in front of us. The payment for which would be a. A consolidation of power, a, a, a an agreement to be totally subordinate and subjugated by this extraterrestrial power. Uh, we'd have to give up all of our own weapons, possibly like homogenized culture, and uh, you know, homogenize all of our uh, all of our. Uh, uh, religions all all have to be abandoned and everyone wears the same clothes and we end up like the Aloy from the time machine uh, and everybody just has like the same haircut and it's all mouse suits and we all are just eating fucking uh, insect bars like in the Snowpiercer or some shit like that and it's all just like okay we can't be eating meat we have to stop mass producing animals and we have to save the planet and blah 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 and it's all those things all those narratives that are being put forward now with Extinction Rebellion and climate change, all the propaganda, anthropogenic climate change and all that stuff. This is the best way to force and push all of those agendas, which is like, um, you know, uh, abandon religion, abandon sexuality, abandon the binary, uh, uh, the binary uh, sexual m- mores, abandon... Um, the patriarchy, you know, get rid of capitalism. Uh, get, you know, Let's all of do these, it. <laughs> all of these things together would be totally uh, fast-tracked with a, an, a, an, a, an alien overlord invasion to come and say, look it, you don't need all of that stuff. Here's the fucking answer to everything. And if you be real good, we give you like five, ten years, you show us how, how good little boys and girls you are, We'll give you the keys to, you know, fly to Alpha Centauri or Sirius or some other galaxy. We'll take you to our planet and you get to meet Brian Dennehy again after he went off with Steve Gutenberg on that weird on that weird ship. Like Cocoon. Yeah, that's the fucking Yay. crack. We're being promised that. That's the promise. Do you know? I, I think you, you, you're you probably onto something right there that there, there are a lot of set pieces uh, on the board right now. Yeah. And even if you if you listen to what some of the uh, abductees have said about the communications they've had with aliens, all the aliens warn them about some impending doom yeah. and the fractured nature of humanity and that we're destroying ourselves. And they, they often make some predictions. A lot of them don't come to uh, pass and some of them appear to be met based on nothing, but a lot of abductees are given information about how fucked up humanity is. It's just some kind of pseudo-religion, though, is it not? Where they come back and they're all like, do you know what they told me? They said that everyone should love each other and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, okay. That's fucking what every deity and every prophet and every, you know, civil rights hero has ever said ever like ideally yeah that'd be brilliant and then sure why would we need to go to the stars because everything would be fucking great right here Uh, it's nothing new like how come no abductee comes back and says it was actually the jews all along hitler had the right idea like why did nobody ever say that do you know because it's fucking not acceptable in social speech so (laughs) i think that it'd be a part like look at the next, if you're talking about global control, let's fucking get on that train right now and go choo-choo, take it to its logical conclusion. They're 
talking about mandatory vaccination passports and all this kind of stuff to keep people in their house, if not in their house, at least in their country. If not in their country, at least under control, monitored at all times in an ob- in a uh, in a, an obtuse and obvious way. Now they're listening to us on our phones and there's all sorts of, you know, um, Apple just put out this new thing saying that uh, they're going to be able to intermittently or incrementally scan through your photos to make sure that you don't have anything resembling child porn. And it's like a creeping, um, creeping permissions, EULA kind of <laughs> legal finagling to be able to just bit by bit by bit by bit get into your shit. And uh, there's a lot of kind of propaganda, positive propaganda towards Apple for saying no to the FBI when they were asking for the unlock codes for the San Bernardino shooter or something like that. And they stood up to the FBI and said, no, if we did it for you and give you a backdoor, we'd lose the faith of our customers. And at the same time, like you're fucking talking about like cat food and then Instagram is showing you bags of cat food because that's that's it's what it does. And Snowden told us about it in 2011. Like it's nothing new. It's just now they have to be overt. They have to be obtuse. They have to be obvious with this stuff. So if there's an alien invasion, they want control, right? They're, they're, they're putting out, uh, um, as the conspiracy theorists go, they're injecting us with microchips. So they can fucking track us the whole time, and then the microchips will be able to hear. You gotta warn people. We don't. We don't have. We don't. We don't have any privacy. They're going to get into our heads. Elon Musk is making Neuralink, and we're all going to be sold it because we can look at fucking TikTok by closing our eyelids. We won't have to have phones anymore. They'll put fucking yokes in our eyes like Black Mirror, like we, and we can record everything. We can take pictures at full resolution and share them through thought. It's not brilliant, and people are like, "Yeah, I'm thinking that is fucking brilliant." But what do you have to pay? in your soul and your mind and your body to get that service. The service is so good, you're like, fuck it, stick it into me. If that's the case, like the next level of control is like forced control, which is always the one that works. Do you know, we're talking about Maoist China, Stalin's Russia, fucking Pol Pot, and all, even going back to like Alexander the Great and all of these guys and, and the Caesars and, and Rome and fucking... Even ancient Egypt and, and all of these civilizations that were ruled with iron fists, like fucking Austro-Hungarian Empire, and you know, it's force. Force does the controlling. And when you have a controlled population, you make progress. These are the greatest civilizations that ever were because the people weren't free. America is now the biggest superpower, I think, because of the freedom. They're allowed to have the freedom to do what they want, to create what they want. Uh, but it's a fake freedom, I, I feel now, especially in the last 30 years. It's a fake freedom and it's a whole narrative built on, oh, we're free, uh, we have like free will, we can do all the, and they fight over like the amendments and all that kind of stuff of speech and guns and blah, blah, blah. But everything else is not free. There's no freedom in anything else. All the services that you use are all controlled. All the systems of operation for your civilization and your society are all controlled. But you're allowed to buy a gun and you can say what you want. But you can't really say what you want anymore. You're allowed to move wherever you freedom of moving. You're allowed to do it. No, you can't really, though. Uh, you're Fifth Amendment. You're not. You're not obliged to say that to police. But but if they ask you for your for your vaccine papers, you can't plead the fifth. You have to provide them, or else. Do you know there's going to be, you know, so all of these things are just slowly being chipped away and chipped away and chipped away. And I think when you give the people the option of going, okay, we need a total regime change tonight, that they'll do that shit, like a night of the long knives, but it ends up being a fucking alien in the sky. People will take that tomorrow, man. If life will go back to normal, people will be like, let Zipzorp 
fucking put a shit in my brain so that I'd be able to look at Instagram when I close my eyes and I don't have to have a phone anymore and look at if he can hear my thoughts about what I think about my my brother's wife, fuck it. It's fine. <laughs> it's worth it. Do you know? That's that's where I think we're at as a as a civilization. Uh, especially in the Western Hemisphere, I don't. I don't really know much about China. I suppose China's like, oh Jesus! I, I'd, I'd be glad to be allowed to talk online with somebody who's not from China, or whatever. Um, but like, uh, it, it comes to a point where like, free freedom uh, that people are fighting for is not really what it used to be. Freedom, freedom, ain't what it used to be, man. No, <laughs> you know, sure. That's the crap. Uh, it. Um... <clears throat> Yeah, you, you laid out a scenario where it, it appears as though as us individuals, we have less and less moves that we can make. Yeah. And we're just kind of being worked into a corner where we're, we're left with just a lot of bad choices. That's it. Um, and we are here in America under a, a, the illusion that we have freedom. But at least we have that illusion, you know? We, we have we have the illusion, at least we used to a few years ago, have, have having the American dream and yeah. the illusion of being able to do some stuff. But that illusion and that belief is very powerful uh, to even hang on to. And, and because people continue to operate that way and express themselves that way. But if we are up against a group of people that are in control of some super amazing technology. They could be humans, but for all practical purposes, they are a breakaway civilization because they have surpassed like 99.99% of the planet and technology and goals. You know, they've gone past just getting enough money and wanting to control corporations and have influence over government. They have gone to the point where we got these super amazing UFOs and, and this alien type technology that we want a, uh, a chip in everyone's head. We want everyone completely obedient and we want them to do exactly as we say, because we say so, and we don't have any other ultimate goal other than they might be absolutely pure evil at the core of it. Yeah. Like think about it. They're saying, they're saying like, okay, if everybody, and I know I keep going back to the vaccines, but it's an, and I don't want it, but it's an excellent allegory for what we're talking about. And we've had an episode on those conspiracy guys coming up about Project Blue, and we talk about this shit in, in depth. But think about how people are turning on each other now. The unvaccinated are getting absolutely rimmed out of it by the vaccinated people saying, you're a fucking pox on society. How dare you're selfish, you're a fucking asshole, you know, uh, you're ruining society and you're the one that's making a, uh, my life bad. And It's in this kind of weird caste system, in this weird, like, her heretic, heretical uh, non-compliance that they might as well be, you know, second-class citizens or three-fifths of a person or whatever uh, historical you know moniker that you want to give them like they're they're being vilified in society for not doing that so can you imagine if the alien race came down and said okay if you want the technology to go to the stars and to be able to get away from fossil fuels and nobody has to work and energy is limitless and everyone gets a house and it's all fucking this mad new you know energy and we can give you the internet where everybody's brain is connected and you can get all the information and everything is great and you never have to work again and you, everyone can have 50 children and live to your 250 but every person on the planet bar none are going to have to have this microchip in their head 
How how quickly do you think that everybody else would hang, draw and quarter the people who refused to get the microchip? They would burn those motherfuckers in the town square and dance around in a circle to go, I want the microchip because I want all the good stuff. I want to be able to see, you know, what everybody else is going on with. So everyone has to have it or no one gets it. That's the thing. And I think that's what the, the, the narrative around the vaccine type of thing is, that that's everyone has like. to have it. And the people who are not doing it are ruining the world. And there's a moral, very religious, not like spiritual, but very re- organized religion-y type of uh, Spanish Inquisition-ish. Uh, they're zealots. They're yeah, zealots of whatever flavor it is. Or whatever faith, faithful zealots, right? So, like, can you imagine that transposed onto a, a, an extraterrestrial, uh, you know, Steve Steve Gutenberg type of Brian Dennehy-ish, like, we'll give you the keys of the universe, we'll allow Earth into the Galactic Federation, but you can't have a human alive that doesn't have this chip in their head. They'll just kill the people that won't, that'll refuse the chip because they're like, well, well, it's for the betterment of society. Like, that's that's the... That's the human condition. That's that's base level humanity at the moment. And you'd think two years ago, we could be talking shit here and saying, oh, that'll happen, that'll happen. And some people would be like, no, man, I have more faith in people than that. Ch- look, fucking look at the streets, man. Look at, look at, look at shit on, like those videos online. People in South Africa are tearing each other apart. Tearing each other well, apart. I mean- Roving through fucking neighborhoods, pulling houses apart, and the and the mentality is, oh, sure, those people are rich; they can afford to lose something. The people there are poor, and they're you know, and you're like, okay, so what happens when Black Lives Matter is tromping through your neighborhood, which happened last summer, and people start to shit themselves? They're out on their fucking doorsteps, going, "We're on your side! Stop destroying my house!" And the Black Lives Matter people were like, "We don't care, Whitey, get back inside." <laughs> Yeah, they said fuck off. You they know, said, they don't fuck care. Fuck off, smashing yeah. windows. They don't you care. You goddamn fucking piece of shit. <laughs> yeah, get back inside. Close your door. We're gonna smash your bushes and tip over your mailbox. But the feeling, the feeling was, I'm, I'm, I'm with them, and and, and until on un, you know until people realize like everyone's out for themselves in that way, uh, the mob will rule. Mm-hmm. Um, this this uh, this split this binary society of the far and the not far the far and against uh it's it's going to be the the undoing of us all if we can't agree to exist simultaneously there is a possibility here there's an opportunity Mm. there's an opportunity with all this ufo stuff there's an opportunity to open people's eyes because for the past 50 to 60 years the government and the scientists have been in denial mode about these weird events in the air all the ufo stuff they said oh there's no data and people who are coming forward with this uh, they're they're delusional they're crazy they're conspiracy theorists and all of a sudden new york times article 2017 started to change the mainstream narrative's mind yes it's very it's very questionable when the mainstream media starts touching on something i'm skeptical of that but for everyone else it's an example of almost an orchestrated wide wide scale denial of something that was then flipped in a dime because lack of data and then with what's going on now in the world where you have uh you have a a virus and then you have other people doctors saying well you know we should be careful about x y or z those people are being shut up and they're being called crazy in conspiracy theories well we have a recent event of where that now there's data available for ufos and it's being taken seriously, and they're no longer crazy people. They're After no longer years of silence and silence. Yes. seventy years of it, and now it comes and so out. Now we have examples, so can't 
And you can point to people that are on the, the mainstream narratives. Like, look at the UFO phenomenon and how that flipped. We should be just as cautious with what is going on now because it is a lifestyle change. Yeah. Uh, accepting of UFOs, it, it, obviously, I thought it would have more impact than it has on it's the a, populace. It's a shit test. No one gives a shit. It's a shit test, man. If they're going, how will these people, will these people freak out like Orson Welles wore the world's job? And if they don't, cool, phase next like move to the next level of whatever shit they're at. Uh, if people hey. don't give a fuck about UFOs or they're not going to be up in arms or like an Independence Day and they have the, the signs going, take me home or whatever, you know, this kind of stuff. Like, pff, no one gave a shit. And they're like, okay, No cool. one cares. Okay, cool. Even the people who used to care are so jaded and burnt out from all the fucking relentless bullshit that they're like, yeah, I knew UFOs were real. What about all this other mad shit that's going on? It's almost like, do you know the way the worst news stories or the news stories that they want to keep quiet they put out at like 4.40pm on a Friday and it just goes oh yeah and another news uh, this thing anyway good luck see you Monday and they wait for the weekend for it all to cool yeah, off good luck yeah. doesn't bother me and uh, you know by Monday it's all kind of gone away Um, I, I, I think like when you're looking at new age the new the religion of of COVID at the moment it seems to be like trust the science and science is set up as this deity um, there is a, a there is a need for meaning I talked about it yesterday on the, on the Mali Report podcast I guessed it there and I, I'm going to be talking about it again in the future I'm, I'm reading uh, Victor Frankl's um, Man's Search for Meaning at the moment trying to find a bit of meaning in myself and uh, you know in the worst of times people perform even in 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 um, like concentration camps and stuff, people were still willing to live life and try to exist. Uh, they just didn't give up straight away because it was hopeless. But there's hope dangled in front of people. Um, they're putting out stuff saying, oh, well, you know, you'll get to do this. And people are like, okay, cool. And it's like, you won't get to do it. Ah! You get to do this if you just do this. Okay. And then you do it and they're like, you're not getting it. Like, that's how you fucking make fighting dogs. <laughs> that's, how you, do you know I mean? that's how you abuse a dog into fighting another dog. That's how you how you turn children into fucking sex slaves. It, it, it's mind control. It's it's emotional abuse. It's MK Ultra techniques. It's fucking trauma bonding with people. And they're doing it at a global level. And uh, it's, it's really um, to push people into this blind faith or blind belief in an an object or a, a concept of a leader or a a, a savior or a part even you know the way like uh, um, Natasha Campush when she was when she was abducted we did an episode on her and she said that she had to love her she had to love her captor she had to love him and when she was having sex with him or he he was having sex with her I guess um, or doing sex to her let's say uh, she she was like well I have to make him feel like this is okay I can't ever make him feel like this is wrong. I can't make him feel like he's doing something bad to me. And people couldn't fucking understand it, man. They were like, what? Why are you saying this? She's going, think about it. If he didn't come back, I was locked in this motherfucker and I was dead. So I had to make him want to come back every time. I had to make him, I, when he was, she said, when he was gone, she said, I would worry about him like I would worry about my mother. Are they okay? Are they healthy? Did they get into an accident? Is everything all right? When are they going to come back? Like, her survival, depend it was a codependent relationship where she was reliant for her life on this person who was her horrific abuser. 
So what's the best way for a government or a, or a, a, a you know, a, a, an organization that's in charge, let's say the government is probably a loose term, but let's say somebody in charge, if you're in charge, what way do you want the people who are your subjects to behave? Do you want them to just do it and be grumbling, you know, like the serfs and peasants? Or do you want them to fucking love you? Do you want them to fucking worship you like in North Korea, say prayers to you every morning, fucking rub statues of you, and they're not even allowed to turn their back on a picture of you? And they genuinely, like, if you ever watched that Shane Shane Smith uh, voice documentary, you know, they fucking, they genuinely love these motherfuckers who are their like oppressors they love them do you know uh uh mao's china they fucking worship that motherfucker stalin lenin all of those cunts were like the top they oh i fucking bleed for for the motherland do you know and even hitler they were like oh he's class nice mustache right yeah they need you to love them because you are their survival those leaders need a population that needs them and what better way to make them need you than to take away their possibility to do anything on their own and make them completely fucking reliant on you? It's 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 it's, it's plan, like planned helplessness. They're fucking making you helpless by taking away your ability to, I don't know, collect rainwater, uh, to grow your own fucking crops because they own all the seeds. They, they, you know, like the food, if they decide in the morning to switch off the electricity, you're fucked because there's no way to independently create your own electricity. That's the thing. So you're being dependent on these people so that when when they're in trouble, when the government's in trouble or the leaders are in trouble, you need to be, you, they want you to be like Natasha Campush going, if we're in trouble, I need, I need her to be worried about me that I come home. They will fight for you to survive because your survival is their survival. And that's a to- that's such a toxic fucking situation to be in. And there's a lot of people in that situation. And there's a lot of, what's fucking matter is there's a lot of people who are roaring and calling for that situation to become more of a reality. Big government. We want them into everything. We're willing to, like the Baptists in the river, just hold my nose and dunk me in the water of the Democratic Party. I want to be baptised and let them rule over everything. And there's people who are like that now. So can you imagine if a fucking alien godhead arrived like Rick and Marty, like, show me what you got. If a fucking giant Buddha arrived in the sky and went, I'll give you everything you've ever dreamed of if you just do what I say. People are already primed to do that shit. Now, today. I wouldn't have thought it two years ago, maybe. There's a little bit of pushback, but today, absolutely. Uh, you might be right. Uh, at this point, they're, they're, people are so traumatized. Absolutely. And I, I like to think that I've I've taken everything that's happened pretty well. But I'll... Yeah, you know, I don't know. Maybe I'm I'm traumatized and damaged in other ways. Uh, you know, I, we're, I we're the opposite ad- side. I have my own addictions, but um, I've had friends that are dramatically impacted by this entire thing, uh, ranging from addictions to job loss to everything. And you know, it, you walk outside and it's beautiful. Where where I'm at, it's beautiful, but there's still that overall sense that it's just not the way it used to be. And things are pretty much changed forever. I, I don't see it switching back to the way it used to be in 2015 anytime soon. It's gone. And people are dealing with that grief, man. And grief is a really strong emotion. 
and a lot of yes. people aren't prepared for it. I don't know if anyone's ever lost a loved one and ended up having to go to counselling or whatever for grief counselling and all that stuff. Like that shit, the toys come out of the box. Do you know? Like there, there, there's people who are out there who had their whole futures planned. They had weddings and they had children and they had houses to buy and they had, you know, holidays booked and time away and they were starting new jobs and there was new opportunities and all of a sudden, fucking like a, like a tsunami sucking your village away into the sea. All their hopes and dreams and the future laid out before them like a beautiful tapestry of their imagination has just been evaporated. Taken. Do you know what I mean? People who were, were planning on having a kid, we have we have a deposit for a house. Okay, just lost, both of us just lost our jobs. We're going to have to dig into the deposit so we don't have a house, can't afford a kid. And there was just two people with no jobs sitting in an apartment watching fucking Tiger King paying rent to some cunt on a, on a, on a building that's going up and up and up in value that will end up being, you know, infinitely expensive because of hyperinflation. They'll never be able to afford that house now and they spent all that time saving up that money and working real hard. That hypothetical couple's lives are, as far as they had, you know, considered, they've, it's been ruined. You're saying they, people are ready for aliens now. I mean, how many people, would, if, if you came down and said, I'll give you everything you ever wanted, which is what Serge Manast says, and which is the sure. Project Bluebeam uh, assertion is, uh, or assertion is, uh, um, we come down with unlimited, and Stephen Greer says it too, man. He says we have all this technology already. They got all these fucking alien spaceships. They deconstructed them and reverse engineered them. We have like flying car technology and infinite zero point energy, and we have you know communications. Uh, Tesla was doing this shit a hundred years ago, giving everybody wireless electricity and fucking J.P. Morgan and and uh, uh, what's your man's name, uh, uh, Wardenclyffe and all those lads and all came together and they went no. Wireless electricity, we can't we can't charge for that. We need to put it through uh, copper pipes, and also I own all the fucking copper, copper wires we need. Bang, let's do it. Edison came along, fucking twiddled all that stuff. Uh, like we could all have wire Wi-Fi and and wireless electricity for a hundred years already. How like how advanced would we be? What like, think about the <laughs> think about Tesla's technology? Like where you could put um centers of of um centers of population. Like, we're all reliant on this old paradigm of, like, uh, people would co- uh, would congregate and build their houses all around the delta of a river or something like that, you know? You had to have places where you could you'd run a, an electric cable to be able to have electricity to live in a house. Think about how disseminated the population would be. We wouldn't all be living in on top of each other in these cities or living in these towns. We could live wherever the fuck we want because everything is fucking wireless for 100 years if they had to let Tesla have his way. The world would be so much different. They've orchestrated and constructed and manipulated this for the highest profit. And if they want to get full obedience, they have to win the hearts and minds. They've created a society around a freedom that is not really free. And in order to take that back that last bit of freedom, which was like the original thing that you signed up for in America, like that's the thing, that's where you go there, you know? It has everything everywhere else has, but it also has freedom. In order to take that back, they have to get you to give it up. So of course they're going to fucking come out with this shit. It's the perfect, it's the perfect, perfect plan. Like it makes so much sense now that all this other stuff was happening. And two years ago you would have thought, no, they never do that. That's too much. People would push back. Like people had a lot of faith in themselves. We're like, nah, I wouldn't let that happen. It's fucking happening, man. It is. And it's happening fairly quickly. Um, and there are some people pushing back, but you don't hear about it. And it happens at a local level 
And that's in some town that doesn't really get on the news. Yeah. So there is, there is pushback. It's just, they're not able to really coalesce into a massive movement. Everything's so segmented. And because we're, um, we're, we're using the tools of the people that want us yes. controlled, <laughs> like how are, we, how are we supposed to put up a video of a protest on YouTube, which is Google, which is Alphabet, that runs everything? Of course, they're not going to let that shit happen, or at least not let it be searchable or findable or shareable. Like, it, 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 we're using the internet to communicate, and it's been the, the makings of the human civilization, but it's still owned by somebody it's at, at a lot of levels. And in order to get that out at any meaningful level... Like we're, I'm talking about in sweeping generalizations here. Like most people, most people will behave the way I fear they will. A lot of people won't to be, you know, the 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 uh, the underground society led by like Dennis Leary, you know, under the <laughs> under the city while everybody else is above eating Taco Bell or whatever in Demolition Man. But like, we're not that far away from that. And that's I mean, kind of like a, a a Fahrenheit 451 situation where. <laughs> Exactly. The, like they're, they're like free guys they're free people but they're out in the woods yeah. under a bridge you know basically like hobos and homeless people yeah, are like the most brave, free brave new world living in the outlands yeah. and like outlanders using their own rudimentary internets and old you, iphone fives but you've, um, you've, depi- you've depicted a, a, a bleak world uh and you're we've been talking about project blue beam that the yeah. aliens are not really most of the aliens ets and abductions are not from aliens there are military or some sort of power elite that wants to make us believe that there are aliens and that they will eventually save us from them. Now here I have two clips that I want to play from you to get your opinion on what is being said here. And this is by a person you may have heard of called Alex Jones. (laughs) And he has his own thoughts on who should not be named. (laughs) Yeah. Smoking. I love him. He's like one of the, the the greatest broadcasters of all time. He's you know you goddamn fucking piece of shit. What the fuck is Owner, he's fantastic. Um, he so I, I collect everything he does. I have, I have all his baseball cards. Um, but here's his, the first little clip I want to play for you. But again, imagine if, if imagine if somebody in a demon outfit showed up next to a baby uh, baby giraffe and said, "Hi, I'm a demon. Uh, be inclusive. Don't be mean to me. Let me wear demon horns." and come up and look like a complete alien from another planet, let a space alien, and by the way, this is a program. They dress up like space aliens all over the United States and all over the world, I told you, in horrible demon psychopath outfits that make Pennywise look beautiful. And they show up and they have their way with your children in demon outfits. I mean, it's not that different than what you were saying. I mean, is that not what's happening? Kind of. <laughs> is there not reports of that shit? Shall we say frazzle drip? Is that another thing you're allowed to say? Like, uh, you know, balls. <laughs> it's a, uh, it's a, uh, it's happening, man. There's a global pedophile network, and there's something, there's something weird going I think on. Is today the anniversary of uh, the day that Epstein didn't kill himself? Is that yesterday? Oh, is it? I think it's today. Oh. Well, he'll be missed, won't he? I think uh, we were all hoping that uh, he would make it to court and all the beans would be spilled and and then all the dominoes, the, all the people that went to his island would slowly start to fall and be arrested, but that did not happen. Yeah, the way. Two, years, two years yesterday, 10th right. of August. But it didn't happen. And Ghislaine Maxwell is in there. Hadn't said a word, but nothing, nothing's happening out of that. But if again, she's still in there, we don't know if she's in there. We have no idea. Again, it's the hope. It's the hope being dangled in front of us that if we 
give up certain things, you know, that, that we'll get these we'll get these uh these results that we all long for. Like a lot of people on both sides would like to see that shit tumble. Sure. But you know, but if that happens, it means there's a lot of us agreeing with each other that they don't want to agree with each other. Do you know how? how oh, of course. <laughs> how long would the Democratic Party and the supporters of uh, uh, Biden and Harris? How long would they all stay supporters if they found out what all of those motherfuckers were doing? I mean, there's a that Democratic uh, donor uh, Ed Buck who oh, yeah. is he's he's being uh, in, he's I think he's in court right now, but his claim to fame was he was a giant. Uh, donor to the Democratic Party, but he also got uh, homeless men high on meth and uh, had his way with them over and over again, uh, repeatedly, and so much so that it became a problem where the the law enforcement could no longer look the other way because there were uh, gentlemen uh, strung out on drugs, passed out in front of other people's houses in the neighborhood, and so they had to do something, so they eventually arrested him. Um, Only when other rich people's gardens were in danger, though. And it's like, whoops. Oopsie daisy. Uh, I'll clean them up. He'll bring them back over here to the sex dungeon. Yeah. Uh, but here's here's the second clip from Alex Jones concerning uh, aliens and what might be going on. I mean, if you've got men that look like 400-pound goblin demons with your children, there's nothing you all put up with. They're in the species on the planet that would let something that looks like a space alien get up close to its kids, but only in America does it happen, and I'm sick of it. I'm tired of it right now. I can handle it more. <laughs> and the Bible tells us that. Uh. You love Alex Jones. I hope I don't sound like him when I'm going on. Oh, no, no. You, you got you to be more animated. You got to yeah. start raising your voice more and start pounding your desk, please. I haven't got... I haven't got Take your shirt off. I mean, that, that helps, too. <laughs> Take your shirt off and start talking about goblins. The goblin. Uh, yeah, no, it's fucked up, dude. Like, But at the same time, that's not wholly unbelievable that they're that they're doing that shit to kids and, you know, stuff, well, stories like Johnny Gosh and Paul Bonacci and stuff like that where they talk about... Even look at, man, even look at Jimmy Savile. Did a big episode on Jimmy Savile. Went deep. Went deep on that shit. And I think we only... Uh, we only started. It was only it was only an amuse-bouche of the, the, the pedophile network that exists at the highest levels of, of the UK and Europe. Um, but Jimmy Savile's death in 2011 opened up some really unsavory cans of worms where a lot of people ended up getting done. But it was all like, people know like, yeah, Jimmy Savile, oh, he's a pedo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. But nobody goes into looking into the people that cooperated with his actions or the people that he was dealing with. Like he was a kid pimp. Do you oh, know what I mean? Jimmy, like, he didn't have access to the UFO technology. No, <laughs> that was that was what all the rings and all the bracelets were. Yeah. It was they, they were yeah. the remote controls. Now then, now then, it's going to fly in from the north, and we're going to get on top, and it's going to fly us down to space. Here's Kajagoogoo or whatever. You know, it's not a, it's not, um, it's not to do with he's aliens. He's not part of the billion dollar club, though. He's not. He's a he was a rich person. He's, he's not a billionaire, is he? I don't think he was or a was billionaire, he? but he was definitely like uh, he had stuff on people. He became he became famous before famous was famous. Like he became famous in the early fifties, and um, he got in real deep with these people. And I don't think you have to be a billionaire to be part of the club. You just have to have pictures and videos of everybody having sex with kids, and then they'll just treat you like you're royalty. Like he was the right hand of the queen. Like he was meeting with Margaret Thatcher and shit. And John Major going into government buildings. He was commissioning hospitals under the guise of charity and having Prince Philip slap him on the back on the reg. He was 
rubbing shoulders with the highest of high society, the richest and most powerful and most anointed people on the planet. And in 2011, he died and all the dark shit came out about how he was a fucking child trafficker, pimp, pedo pimp to order. So when you hear Alex Jones going on about that stuff, it sounds fantastical. He says it in a funny way. He's unbelievable to the unanointed. They're like, oh, he's too fantastic. And then to the likes of us, he's almost like a comic goof version of the things we know to be true, which is hilarious. He's he's a wrestling manager. That's what he is. He's a wrestling manager character, and he's over the top so he can be heard. Yeah. I I understand it, but yeah, you're right. For most people who are not in that world, it seems so outlandish that you can't take anything he says seriously. And the way he he shouts it is unpalatable because, I mean, if it was very, you know, relatable and if it was, you know, uh, uh, super calm and, you know, I don't think people would would accept what he has to say. Do you understand that? (laughs) You know, you got to shout some of that stuff. So, like, like Jimmy Savile is a very real representation of that part of the conspiracy lore where you think, oh, no. Alex Jones is shouting about interdimensional lizard pedophiles that are, you know, popping up and demons stealing the goblins. The goblins coming and taking (laughs) the kids. But, like, Jimmy Savile was that goblin. He was molesting children. He was the goblin. He was molesting children live on top of the pops on BBC TV, sticking his finger up a girl's arsehole through under her dress and skirt, pulling her knickers apart and fingering her arsehole. And you can see her going like, "Ah!" and jumping up out of her chair while he's introducing a fucking band that are going, and now on top of the pops, we have uh, Oasis. And he's going, and he's fingering her up the arse on the telly, on the camera. And you can see it. And you see her jump. And he's just like, this is what I do. I'm doing it out in plain sight. And there was nobody was going to say nothing about it. It was 20 years later. He, he, he died and that and that woman got to tell her story and she was on the documentary and she cried about it. She was like, this is fucking crazy and I had to, I couldn't say anything because it would ruin my life. But now he was dead and whatever power he had had faded with his death. But like, these are the people you're talking about. These are the people who are like, we want total control. What's the best way to get it from a, from a, from a society that values freedom is to make, force them into giving up their freedom. Look what happens when they try, we did an episode recently on Waco and we're about to release it tomorrow or the next day. Look what happens when somebody tries to make their own little society. They'll burn you all to death. You oh, yeah, have don't do that. You, you they they frowned upon that. Yeah, if it's outside of the fucking, the usual systems of control and operation, they'll come in and go, comply, I won't. I said comply, I said I won't. Okay, here's some fire. Good luck with that. And then they'll shoot you while you're on fire. And then they'll lie about it in Congress. And then everyone will believe them because it's like, ah, uh, he was touching kids in there which seems to be the ticket to get past any fucking rational judgment. And they meant, all right then. And Hillary Clinton lied about it. And Joe Biden lied about it. And, and, and Adam Schiff lied about it. And they fucking made excuses for FBI and ATF agents that were fucking taking pot shots at kids who were on fire trying to run out of a building. And they were just like, Fump. okay, he's dead. He's not running around anymore. But he was on fire, so I probably done him a favor. Like, they're the people you're talking about. They're the people that are making these plans. And they're still in charge today. And still in charge. Those, they're, they're still in charge. One of the ATF guys is now head of, yeah. uh, he's head of the ATF. He was he's head was of a, the I ATF. Guess, uh, he's a, he was a foot soldier. Yeah, he and, was just a picture of him standing on the burning yeah. rubble and, and, and bodies, the smoldering bodies of the people that died at Waco with a, with a semi-automatic rifle in his hand, holding up like this, like a, somebody who just like killed a, a five point buck or whatever. 
It's crazy. And he's the They're, fucking head of the ATF now. Those are the people in charge of our our lives. I mean, you're over you're you're safe over there in Ireland. You know, you're I yarn your aunt. If you were able to make it through the gauntlet of fucking handsy yeah. Catholic priests, you'd probably did all right. You know, oh like, boy, it was, like, it was like American gladiators, but for fucking you know pedophile priests, you just to run the gauntlet, get up the travelator before someone stuck their dick up your ass. Um, you know, I got, I don't know. I mean, we're we're way past like uh, UFO stuff at this point. I mean, I mean I get, like it's all part of it, though. That's the thing. There's nothing it, it tangible is. in the UFO story. You can't put your finger on. There's no real evidence. There's no there's uh, people's accounts. But we're ta- I talk about it in a historical cultural sense. Uh, Think about it on this, a global level. I got this one little clip here. I'll play. This is from the the newest UFO piece of media from J.J. Abrams in Showtime. The new Kubrick. It's, it's uh, it, it is. I gotta say, it looks fantastic. It's put together. It's a well crafted docu series, and this is from the the first episode. And they focus, uh, thankfully, on something other than the Navy uh, flight carriers and uh, aircraft carriers. They, they, they focus on the Phoenix Light. So here's the first little clip. I remember I'd been listening to the news. And by the way, the guy talking here, he is the governor of Arizona at the time. I remember I'd been listening to the news and people were hey, reporting lights over Phoenix and turned to my wife and said, you know, I'm going to go take my car and I'm going to go drive to Squall Peak to see if I can see what all the hullabaloo is about. There were a whole bunch of people in the park and everybody's looking for the lights. Then somebody said, holy cow, look at that. And so I turned around and this great big delta-shaped thing came out of the northwest and headed down into the southeast valley. They're lined up in, in a pattern, man. There's geometry behind this. It was really eerie. It had embedded lights. I always refer to it as otherworldly. I've never seen anything like it. Major sighting here. Couldn't hear it. Not being able to hear it. Yeah, it was eerie. Was was eerie to me. Mm-hmm. That something in the air moving yeah. at that size, completely still, freaks me out. And then yeah. it just disappear like it was no, gone lights flicker and people and saw it in tucson minutes later yeah, yeah. like so that's how minutes later yeah some believe the lights were flares some believe they were a secret military aircraft and others believe they were spaceships city councilwoman francis emma barwood is the only city official to look for answers i had assumed that this event was already being investigated and i was told that nobody would touch it aliens <laughs> uh, he, they made fun of her. They ridiculed her. The governor later came out and said they were investigating, but he brought out a person in an alien costume. Oh, I remember uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Dave and Chappelle, Pirate did this. Pirate did this. They actually uh, sh- during this docu series, this first series, they they had the governor sitting down. They showed him that press clipping and had him react to it, and he said he had no regrets uh, about doing it. And that uh, he thought it was go- all in good fun, and he was just kind of deflating the situation. But he does believe that it was not military flares, and it was not of some sort of known technology. So, yeah, but known to whom? Yeah. Exactly. I mean, my my uncle was working at an Air Force base at the time down there, uh, or an Army base down there. He was uh, head of communications, and so at the time. Uh, he had to deal with reporters 
uh, coming into the base and calling in and asking if they knew what was going on up in the air. And my uncle said he contacted the base colonel. They said, it is not ours, whatever's going on. We don't have anything up there. And so he reported that back to the press. Uh, but then it later came out like a day, maybe half day later, day and a half later that um, it was military training and they were flares, but that has people have said, no, no, no way in hell because you claim that happened at 10, but really the lights were at eight. And so there's a lot of different stuff. People think it was a, a giant craft that was going from Northern Arizona, even over into New Mexico. And it was witnessed by probably millions of people across the States. Yeah. I mean, uh, to me, Phoenix lights is, is um, known and acquired U S military technology that was either being tested or transported. And they were willing to, you know, let a few eyeballs have a go of it. And then they had the, the, the PR campaign to quieten it down in the aftermath. Like it's a, it's a simple, to me, it's like, yeah, of course, that's very easy to control. How many people got pictures of it that were of any real veracity? None. Not very, very much. Few. You Not know, much. like For the millions you, you of people got... that saw it, there was no cunt that had a perfectly uh, uh, accessible low light, like F 1.8 or, uh, you know, F 2 uh, Canon camera, even something like that would be able to have enough um, oomph to get a decent picture of it with a bit of exposure. Uh, in the night sky, like, I know it's what, was it 2008 or something was the first one and 2011 was the next one or something like that. Uh, so it was a couple of different ones over Phoenix. So like 2008, you had your first iPhone already. Well, it was, it was 19, 1996, 1997. So oh, was it was it? Yeah. yeah, it was DHS and there was like 35 millimeters cameras, but it wasn't very well. I mean, it was documented as well as you could at the time, Yeah, but there's really not a lot of awesome proof or evidence that you, you could show somebody for the many people that saw well, it no or, or like there was denver lights as well there was uh yep uh phoenix lights there was what, what else was there there's loads there's of Mar marfan lights in texas yeah. there's uh then there's the gulf breeze sightings in 19 in the mid 1990s there's plenty but there's not a lot of awesome photographs there's there's some but you'd, you'd imagine there would be more. And it created a whole culture of people who were going to New Mexico and going to um, going to places where, like Groom Lake and stuff like that, and camping out just outside where the public are allowed to be and smoking a few doobies and, and you know, hoping to see some test flights. And we know now, with the gift of hindsight, that a lot of that stuff probably was test flights. So who's probably. to know that, like, this anti-gravity, this... Uh, Silent propulsion, all of this kind of stuff. It's not going to be like the SR-71 Blackbird that's going to be in five years' time. Like, hey, we got this new technology and here you go. And uh, you know, Elon Musk has been working on, on it with us secretly. And, uh, you know, this is, this is this is the next thing. We're going to be able to propel stuff using, using the Earth's magnetic forces and we won't need to use, you know, petroleum anymore. Like, think about, think about the move from uh, fossil fuels to renewable energy. Like, that, to me, is such a fucking obvious scam or a, a grift where they're like, okay, well, look at oil is getting too, very quickly, oil is getting too expensive to extract and process. Uh, gas prices and distribution of gas is very difficult. Um, we're getting into this battery technology that's now capable enough to have the, the horsepower and the torque to be able to power a, a, a car. 
uh, and it's become affordable enough for people to be able to buy these things. I know it's not super affordable. Like, you can buy a car for $300 or whatever, but um, <laughs> that'll run on fucking red diesel. But, uh, like, the move away from petroleum into this greener energy is, a, is such a bait and switch. It's like, okay, the petroleum industry and petrochemicals and all that stuff is becoming unprofitable. So let's make a propaganda against and vilify all the people who still have old cars, make them feel inadequate, make them feel shame and guilt for polluting the planet and make it, again, another religious uh, uh, heretical rhetoric where if you don't get a a battery-powered car, you are killing the planet and you're destroying your neighbours and think about everybody. That's the shit they used to do in, in China and Russia, in communist China and Russia. Like, if you don't behave, you're affecting everybody else here and shame, 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 shame. And you have to walk through the town with your tits hanging out with a bell around your neck, right? And uh, Or maybe that's Game of Thrones. I'm mixing them up. But... The fucking, hey, I took it. I, I, know, I know the analogy, so it's fine. But I don't know if you have to do that in Russia. It'd be very cold. Um, shame. I'm protecting myself. Sorry. Sorry. Shame. Right there. You got it, you got it bro. Shame. So, like, so, first. like, uh, so, uh... Yeah, so like the move to the battery powered car, it, it, it's going to be a mar. It's a moral. It, it, it's a what is it? But like? at least capitalism needs morality. But you can wrap your head around a, a battery powered car. You can wrap your head around yeah. solar power. It was yeah. gradually phased in. What what was seen in Phoenix? Um, they claimed it was a giant football field uh, ship, like, so a couple hundred yards, maybe a a hundred meters. I'm speaking your language over there. Thank you. Uh, And so that is way beyond, like, anything that we have currently, and it could be stealth, and there's there's no sound. The propulsion is completely foreign to us. So how people aren't going to be able to wrap their head around that, especially if they've had a technology for decades at this point and they roll it out how are they going to explain it they cannot explain it they, they can can't. With, with with popular culture they can like movies like iron sky or uh they have uh, um for shield you know the marvel movies like they have that floating base yeah okay you know, we, uh, the hydra stuff. bases whatever yeah, they yeah. are these shield bases yeah so like they're gonna go yeah. oh the, the, there's parts of the earth that are uninhabitable we're not going to be able to be like uh let's fucking start selling real estate in the sky. We have these floating cities, like Al yeah. Bielik talks about that shit, you know, like the floating cities in the future. Uh, this is like, they're testing a floating city, or yeah, at least a floating they, they, town. But they, they say we've had this awesome technology mm. that could have saved lives, saved the environment, but we had to keep it quiet from you people because, because uh, there's some danger out there that we were preparing for or something like that. They have to keep it secret from you people because there's no point in giving it to you for nothing when they can give it to you in exchange for your freedom when you're demoralized enough to give it up. Like, why would you offer more than the asking price for a house? Do you know what I mean? So they Mm -hmm. have the house. They own the house. They don't need to fucking sell it if they don't want to. They're they're like, you know... They wanted to wait until, like, Stephen Greer goes on about that thing, saying that we're, we're and the people who work with him and the people who work on that dis- disclosure and in that, um, what's it called, uh, the, the the newest one, uh, the Cosmic Hoax. Oh, the, yeah, the Cosmic Hoax. The Cosmic Hoax. Yes. He's basically saying, like, the the, 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 the US government, et al., uh, have technology that's 70 years on into the future. They're, they're 70 years ahead. 
um, and they're drip feeding us like consumer level technology while they're experimenting with shit that's fucking, you know, decades ahead of where we are now using computer technology and AI and all these types of things, uh, quantum computing and stuff that won't be available to the consumer for 50, 60, 70 years. And I, I would fully believe that. And when you look if at the ever. Stuff, I mean, there, there's ever, some yeah, technology that uh, in the consumer hands is just, uh, would they allow some sort of qu- like real quantum computer in the hands of people that are wanting to hack encryption yeah. or, or figure out like they might not, it might be like a, uh, so top secret they cannot release it to the consumers that's the thing so like yeah you have to be able to make sure that the people that you're giving this technology to are fully obedient you can't let it out until they're fully obedient you also can't let it out until they've promised you their obedience you show them what it is and then you go and if you want this you have to do what you're told or the other way around is if you do what you're told we might get this do you know if you be yeah. quiet, we're going to go to McDonald's on the way home. But like for space age technology, do you know? Oh. That's the, that's what I would, you know, Project Bluebeam. And that's what I would believe that the narrative would be. They're trying to get control. That's the baseline. They, whoever they are, want control. Ubiquitous, unilateral, homogenized, base level control. I mean, we have to get all the money. Well, I mean, that, yeah, the, the money is only only get you so yeah, far. Once, and, you, once you're done, once you get all the money, you got to have your next uh, goal in life, right? There's a, no amount of money in the world will be able to buy what they want. That's the thing. Yes. You can't buy souls. You might be able to if you go to Katy Perry or Ari- Ariana Grande or whatever. But like, is that worth anything? Is that worth what they want? They want everything. That's the that's the difference. They like, whoever they are want everything. There's a testing ground in Australia at the moment for how much people would put up with. It seems it's very... It's quite a bit, apparently. Huh? It's quite a bit. Well, that's the thing. It is quite a bit. Because they're going yeah. like, okay, this is my... Just keep the head down. Fucking do as we're told. Two, three months by Christmas. Fucking back in the saddle, mate. But right now it's Christmas for them. It's winter for them now. And they're mm-hmm. being pushed down because our winter is coming. <laughs> another game of thrones when, when, our winter is coming they're in winter right now when that stuff is being pushed because it's whatever called the flu season at, at that hemisphere of the planet october I mean, november uh, is going to be pretty dark i talked about it a dark winter a dark winter yeah yeah, he likes yeah. That. yeah i mean last winter was dark enough they let us out for christmas day and said fuck it hang the consequences well, they let us out for January. summer vacation they let us out for summer vacation and then it's time to go back in kids and if they and didn't do that though they'd have an insurrection on their hands already they'd have, a, they'd have a rebellion so what i'm saying is with the with the the technology with stuff like the phoenix lights we know that that stuff exists they're showing us it maybe testing to see our reaction again the arson wells effect are we going to freak out will anybody actually be able to convince people that it's real then they just went, you know what, UFOs are actually real, guys. What do you think about that? And everyone went, meh. So they're like, okay, it's working. They're starting to become it's bullshit. totally demoralized. Yes. <laughs> next, they don't give a shit about anything. What's the next thing? And they're just pulling out like top Trump's cards of further and further fucking shenanigans. Um, but again, control. And the only way they'll get real control is for people to give it up voluntarily. And most of the time... If you want somebody to voluntarily give up something, you're going to have to take something from them. So they're like, it's in an exchange situation and they'll promise you everything. They'll promise you all the future technology that you want. 
show you these floating cities and go if you want to if you want to get up from from whatever district nine crazy shit that's going on down here and you want to be accepted up into the city you gotta have the money you gotta have the chip some elysium shit you're allowed to live in the taurus uh that floats above the sky if you know you you put the fucking chip in your head people would be like chip me up bro i got nothing to lose chip me up unfortunately you're probably right i mean and i don't i don't, I don't like saying that yeah but it hey, seems, Gordo, i gotta get out plausible. of here I gotta go back to work. Oh shit, man! Are we gonna That's do? Right. We gonna do calls? We're not gonna do messages. Oh, we 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 got the uh, got sidetracked. I didn't even open up the phone lines. Uh, I uh, was just listening to you and going back and forth. We didn't open up the calls. We have to come back again. We'll just take phone calls. Yeah, we totally do that. We'll just take phone calls. I kind of forgot. <laughs> I'm not used to doing the show this early, and I was like, eh. well, I tell you uh, what. I tell you what. The next time I get a good afternoon of sleep. I'll have a little siesta and uh, we come at we come at it late so when all the people are off work they're all at home and I'll do a middle of the night job and uh, make it happen yeah we'll just do like a, an art bell take some calls late at night and talk about stuff but I really appreciate you coming on man I had a blast talking to you thank you it was great and you really depressed me you know you really <laughs> you're did. welcome come here yeah. I'm going to be putting this on my feed so tell people where they can find you well, uh, you can listen to this podcast and go to obdmpod.com to search for Our Big Dumb Mouth. Honestly, people, if you're listening to this for the first time, it will take two to three episodes to kind of kind of get what you're into or get, get what we're doing here. So, uh, And then, Gordo, uh, I have a link for your podcast and all your links at uh, taplink.cc, those conspiracy guys. And that goes to, like, all your stuff. Everything's there. Yeah. Social media, tickets for the live shows. And uh, access to all the episodes. Are you hiring bodyguards for your live show? Nah, man. Fuck it. If they're going to take me out, they'll take me out. Shit. Be like MLK. Hell yeah. (laughs) Go down. You're trying to bring people together, so be careful. That's what what they did to MLK. They tend to do that. I'll go with the cross on me back already and see what happens. Yeah. Thanks for having me on, though. I really enjoyed myself. Oh, dude. I had a blast. I love talking with you, and I love your show. So I'm about to go. I'm, I started digging through your Montauk stuff, and then uh, I'm up on your true crime stuff that you've done. So you go deep, and you go hard, and I love it. Those well, conspiracy guys. There's a Waco episode coming. There's a uh, Project Bluebeam episode coming all in the next two to three weeks. So talking about all this stuff. Keep an eye. And you got great t-shirts, too. Your logo's amazing. <laughs> Thanks. Alex Hovey illustrations on the Instagram if I'm, you want to have a look. I'm buying one. It's an amazing-looking t-shirt, so. <laughs> thanks, man. Well, thanks, man. I will, uh, I'll talk to you soon. For sure. Take care over there in Ireland. 